You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 650. First of all, deals, right? If you end up getting a deal from it, it's a good list. Yeah. Otherwise, it's contacts per hour, mm-hmm. the cold caller telling you it's a good list, mm-hmm. and then actually seeing appointments coming from that list and lots of leads coming from that list. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Jackie is my lead manager. She makes sure that the uh, that we get the lists, that they're clean, that they are skip traced, that they're uploaded, that our phone prospectors are making their calls and hitting their numbers and getting to the acquisition managers. And the acquisition managers are getting their tasks done and hitting our goals. I mean, absolutely incredible. Jackie, what makes a good list? Because we started with everything and it starts with, well, really it starts with getting good data, but we all know that we use batch. But second to that uh, is the list. How do we know a list is good? So it'll be, first of all, deals, right? If you end up getting a deal from it, it's a good list. Yeah. Otherwise, it's contacts per hour, mm-hmm. the cold caller telling you it's a good list, mm-hmm. and then actually seeing appointments coming from that list and lots of leads coming from that list. Got it. So we take a list, we skip trace it, we put it into our dialer, phone prospectors are making the calls. What happens when they get a lead? What do they do? How do, how do we get that lead from them? So for us, it automatically goes into our Podio once they click a maybe or a yes. Mm -hmm. But then we have a VA who will just check it for accuracy, make sure the phone number matches up, make sure that, yeah, just everything is put in correctly. And then she sends it to me. Like the notes? The notes are put in correctly? Okay. The phone number's right. It's the right phone number, that sort of thing. Just no mistakes. Awesome. And then when you get it, how do you Mm -hmm. filter it to make sure that it's a quality lead? I just read it and then I'll look at, I'll look it up in Google, kind of look at the house itself, look at it on the MLS as well. But really I'm just looking for one. Well, meaning like just looking at the, looking it up on the MLS to see when was it last refinanced? When was it sold? That sort of thing. Got it. Okay. And then if it looks ugly and it's, uh, and they have equity, you send it in. Yeah. Even if they have equity, because now we're doing creative financing deals, I'll send it in, but really they have to have one of the four pillars, right? Two is best, but if they have one, I'll take it. Okay. And which one is the most common pillar that we get? Most common, I would probably say that they want to sell. Okay. <laughs> their motivation? That's You're first. saying the, we get their motivation or the condition of the property? I mean, we can get both, but I'm saying that realistically, anyone who comes through wants to sell, whether that's in a month, six months, you know, that's to be determined. Mm-hmm. Second would probably be, they're willing to talk about condition. Yeah. So I'll see the condition right on there. Mm-hmm. So you're getting the condition and you may or may not getting, how often are they throwing out a price? We try to train our cold callers not to do that because it can kill the lead. It's better to just see it through. So it's rare that they throw it out, but it'll, and usually if they have to throw it out, they're not that motivated or they're a very difficult personality. But it has happened where they've thrown one out and it came in and it turned out to be a deal. So then what do our what do our phone prospectors say when somebody says, just give me a just give me a offer. I just want an offer. What's your offer? 
Because that's one of the six it, responses we get. It is, yeah, common. Uh, they just say, in neighborhoods similar to yours and houses that are similar to yours, we've typically been buying in your area for blank. Yeah, if they're okay with that, that gets in. And if they don't, they just don't even send it in. Usually, yeah. Or if they give a new number, like, oh, I don't like that number, but I'd be willing to do this number, they might put that in as long as it's not a ridiculously high number. Got it. And how important is it that you are meeting with the phone prospectors every week? I mean, I think it's crucial just because it's a hard job. Morale can be really low. And I think they really enjoy kind of team building. I think they enjoy the training. And I think they enjoy the competition of kind of you know, talking about their numbers, how they're doing, the encouragement. And then also they kind of, if there's a team of them, more than one, they want to compete against each other. I love it. I love it. And how do you, once it goes from you to the acquisition manager, how fast do you want that acquisition manager making contact? Immediately would be great. Texting, it's like as fast as possible. Cold calling, yeah, it'd be great as fast as possible. But Personally, I'm okay if they call them the next day because I don't know. If someone's super motivated, they want to talk that day. But if it's somebody who's saying, I don't want to sell for three months, a next day call is not a big deal because they've already talked to somebody once on one day. So the next day is fine. Got it. How do you make sure that we don't oversaturate the leads to our acquisition team? Meaning there's too many? Yes. So it's a fine balance. Uh Um, And really, it's just kind of if it's a really terrible lead, not giving it to them, giving it to somebody else. We kind of have a junior acquisition manager. We've recently been having a cold caller do some cold follow-ups. So I'll give it to them versus the the main acquisition manager. Sometimes if it's a terrible, terrible lead, I'll give it to like a real estate referral where it's just absolutely not ever going to, you know, they're never going to work with us. I'll give it to- Like a real estate agent. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So a referral. So just so everybody knows, we have leads come into Jackie and then it goes to Chad, who we've had on here, who's our junior acquisition manager to warm it up. And then once it gets through that and filtered through Chad, then it goes to Jeremy, I mean, to Ryan. Ryan then goes and gets the deal locked up. So in the junior acquisition, in Chad's role, what are you tracking to make sure that he is successful? Really how many dials a day he's doing, mm-hmm. how many leads we're giving him, mm-hmm. how many contacts he's making, Yep. and then obviously how many leads he's converting just to kind of make sure that he's actually warming up the leads appropriately. And then Ryan, the acquisition manager, what do you track with him? For him, it's the same thing. It's dials, conversations, but then appointments is kind of you know the bread and butter of his position. He should be going on five appointments a week. That's right. And why are appointments important? Why can't we just do everything virtual? You know, every once in a while you can, but it's better to go in person because not only does it build trust, but you can usually do the best negotiation there. You can point out stuff in the home that needs work. You can build rapport better. We found that anytime someone goes in person, we can get it down at least, you know, five to 10K lower than what they originally said. At least. How about mm-hmm. that eight plex that he locked up, right? What did that guy originally oh, yeah. want? Like he was like, that was crazy. He wanted sixes and then he got him down to like 583 or so. What did, what did he get it at? 583? I, I think it was 583, yeah. Yeah, yeah, incredible. And that was because he kept going over the guy's uh, house. He kept going to the, the actual, uh, well, just getting in front of him. So that was incredible. 
Awesome. Yeah. Well, Jackie, thank you so much. You know, it's just absolutely critical that everybody is tracking their numbers so that they know how many calls they need to make to get a deal, and then they can set all their goals around that. So thanks for giving us an inside look. It took us three times, but I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Scroll down, check out the testimonials. You're going to have to scroll for a long time because nobody has more. We have the absolute best people in the program, but I'd love to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. That's what it's all about. It's about the mentorship. Check that out. If it feels good in your gut, sign up for a call and that's it. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.